have an opportunity to sit in just a second. I want you to repeat after me. Say, this is God's word. Come on, say it like you mean it. This is God's word. Not Pastor Evans' word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I will be what it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Father, we thank you for this time that we have to fellowship around your word. Cause your word to bless our lives like nothing else can. We pray that the incorruptible seed of your word will be deposited in the spiritual recesses of our heart. And that, Father, every seed is designed to reproduce after its kind. So we thank you that your word declares that signs, miracles, and wonders will follow the seed planted in our lives. So as we prepare our hearts to receive this morning, prepare us so that we can hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying in our lives and for our church. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Our current series of teachings is called Back to the Basics. Say Back to the Basics. Our previous set of lessons was entitled Tongues, the Gateway to the Supernatural. And last week we had over 60 people who came down to speak in tongues. Give them a hand if you would this morning. As we move forward, my goal today is to look at the other ways in which the Holy Spirit can benefit us in our everyday walk with God and our everyday challenges and victories in our lives. The Holy Spirit is designed to help you overcome in life. No believer should walk around with a defeated life. I believe the Holy Spirit in our lives, if we activate him the way we should, we will live, live lives that are b- above the norm. Amen. Amen. Now, uh, today I want to talk about as a subject, sensitivity to the Spirit for success. Say that with me. Say sensitivity, sensitivity. to the Spirit for success. Now turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I've been getting some emails and uh, text messages and, and that kind of thing on those who started speaking in tongues. And if you already speak in tongues, I need you to crank it up. That just means if you're not happy with the manifestation of blessings in your life right now, you need to increase your praying in the spirit. If you already or you just learn how to pray in the spirit, that five minutes a day, I want you to move it up to 10 minutes. And then if you still don't pray in tongue, get in your prayer closet and say, Lord, I want it, I receive it, and I'm going to do it. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Now, here's the point I want to make this morning. God has given us the Holy Spirit as a gift. 
so that we can know everything we need to know to fulfill our purpose in life as well as enjoy the revealed things that he's freely given to us. Now, I'm going to start now this morning in Second in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I'm going to look in verse 12. Here's a different focus I want you to see. And here's the point that I want you to write down before I make the point. Here's the point. It is not until we learn how to lambano or receive the Holy Spirit that we begin to know the things that God has freely given us. Let me show you what I mean. Look in verse 12 in in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. He says, now we have received not the spirit of the world. That word received, what do you think that one is? It's lambano. He's saying we have received not. Or lambano, not the spirit of the world, but look at the verse. He says, but the spirit, we have lambano, the spirit, which is of what? God. And when we lambano or receive that spirit, we will know the things that are freely given to us. And that's why there I'm getting ready this morning to open up the other side of the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. See, unfortunately, old school church All they did was stress speaking in tongues. And that's wonderful. That's why I taught it. I need you to know that because that's the gateway to the supernatural. In other words, that helps you get in. But then there are other manifestations that people neglect that I want to now share with you so you can start seeing these other manifestations in your life. And so now I want you to go over to 2 Corinthians real quickly. Now, go to Ephesians chapter 5. This is a verse that the Lord is not part of my lesson, but he wanted it part of my lesson, so I'm going to use it in here. Ephesians chapter 5. Let me show you something about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is kind of like liquor. How many liquor drinkers we got in here? Let me see your hand. Okay, no no truthful people. All right. How many ex-liquor drinkers we have in the room? Okay, all right. Got some hands there. How many current beer drinkers we have in the, in the house? Okay, got a few hands. Okay. How many ex-beer drinkers we got in the house? Huh? Okay, how many of y'all lying? Just raise your hand on that. <laughs> Praise the Lord for the liars. <laughs> they told the truth this morning. Watch this. Ephesians chapter 5. Watch verse 18. It says, and be not drunk with what, class? Come on now. Be not drunk with wine where he is in excess. But then he goes on to say, but be what? Filled with the what? Now listen to me. Look up at me. Now, those of you who used to drink, once you take a good drink and you start getting tipsy, and then you go from being tipsy to being drunk, how many know what that feel like? Okay, now, the only way to stay drunk is that you have to keep drinking. Are you with me? Well, the only way to stay filled with the Holy Spirit, you got to continue to lambano the Holy Spirit. And that's what happens. People stop doing it. And so you know what happens? Your liquor level goes down when you stop drinking liquor. Well, your spirit sensitivity level starts going down when you stop Lombardo and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So go to 2 Corinthians now, chapter 3. 2 Corinthians 3. Let me give you the point I want to make this morning. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Here's the point I want to make. Success starts when revelation goes in and change within begins. I'm going to say that again. Success starts. Say success. Success starts when revelation goes in. So what, what, when does success start? 
when revelation goes in, now watch this, and change within begins. See, here's the problem with a lot of believers. You're trying to change on the outside. But you don't have the power to change on the outside. You have to start change from the inside. Now look in 2 Corinthians chapter 3. This is a very powerful verse I want you to see. Look in verse 18. He says, but we, let's go in verse 17. Now the spirit, now the Lord is that spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with an open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord. Watch this now. We are what? We are what? We are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. So how does change come about? It comes about from the spirit of the Lord. So if you try to change without the Holy Spirit, you're going to struggle. And this is why most believers have inconsistent success habits in their life. Because they have inconsistent spiritual disciplines in their life. See, the only reason Kobe Bryant is as good as he is, is because Kobe Bryant has what I call some discipline techniques down. Now, you may not like Kobe. You know, I used to be a, I I, I wasn't a Kobe hater. I just wasn't a Kobe fan until I went to the Mavericks game and watched him beat them by himself In like three seconds. And then when Spike Lee did that whole documentary on him and I watched it and all the disciplines that he's. See, he's good because he takes his natural gifting. Y'all need to listen to me. He takes his natural gifting and then he applies discipline to it. And then watch this. This is what we ought to do. We ought to take the gifting that God has given us, whatever it is. We need to now apply discipline to it and then now trust him for the results. Because let me tell you what happens when you now take the gifting of God that he's given you and you apply discipline on top of it. You know what it bursts? The anointing. And see, the anointing in your life destroys any yoke that gets in the anointing's way. Amen. Now, I noticed noticed something. Uh, You know that word change there? Let's go back to uh, verse 18. He says, we are changed into the same image from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. That word change is the Greek word metamorpho, which means to transform. And it's also the same word in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, when it says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. That word transform is the same word change. So guess what? We need the Holy Spirit in our life to change. And we need more than just a manifestation of speaking in tongues. You got to have these other ones that go along with it. So now I want you to do this very quickly. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. All right. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm jumping into what I want to deal with this morning. 1 Corinthians 12. Here's the point I want to make. Learning how to receive or lambano all of the manifestations of the spirit is designed to help us and profit others. I'm going to say that again. Learning how to lambano or receive all of the manifestations of the Holy Spirit is designed to help us and profit others. See, the reason why some of you all are not seeing some of the other manifestations in your life, which I'm going to read very quickly, is because we want them for the wrong reason. Now, look in 1 Corinthians 12, look in verse 4. 
Uh, look in verse 7. He says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to who? Every man to profit who? To profit all. Look at the next verse. For the one is given by the Spirit the word of what? Wisdom. So that's a manifestation of the Spirit. And then to another, the word of what? Knowledge by the same Spirit. And then he says, to another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. And to another, divers kinds of tongues. And to another, the interpretation of tongues. Verse 11. But all of these manifestations work that one and the same Spirit. Dividing... Or distributing to every man severally as he will. Not as the spirit will. The spirit is always willing. He's waiting on you to get on board. See, I wake up every morning and I say, Lord, whatever you want to use me to do today, I'm good with that. Amen. And so now, let's introduce to you. I'm only going to introduce three this morning. I want to introduce three other manifestations and I'm going to show you how to implement them into your life so that now you can start being sensitive and open to what God wants to say to you for you and for also other people. Amen. Amen. Uh, The first one he said here in verse. mm, Verse eight, he said the word of wisdom, say word of wisdom. Here's what that is. That's the divine ability to receive instructions on what to do and how to do it from God's supernatural perspective. I'm going to say it again. Word of wisdom. That's the divine ability. Say divine ability. In other words, the word of wisdom is not something that just comes natural. You have to tap into the spirit realm to get this. And he says it's the divine ability to receive instructions on not just what to do and how to do it, but it's from God's supernatural perspective. Now, wisdom there means supreme intelligence that belongs to God. In other words, the word of wisdom is wisdom that comes from God's level. And once you get wisdom on God's level, it supersedes man's level. Now, go to Matthew chapter... Keep your hand there. We're going to come back. Go to Matthew chapter 13. Let me show you this word wisdom here. Matthew 13. Let me show you this word wisdom that he was using over here in uh, 1 Corinthians. All right. Matthew 13. Look now in verse 54. Matthew 13, 54. Let me show you this word of wisdom working in the life of Jesus. And here's one of the homework assignments I want to give you. When I start giving you what these manifestations are, I want you to start reading the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I want you to start looking for these manifestations manifesting in Jesus' life. See, we don't see that Jesus had these manifestations going on all the time. See, I want that kind of life. I want the kind of life that when I need a supernatural word of wisdom, I can get it. I I, I want a life that if I need a word of knowledge about something that I don't know about, that God will just drop it in there. If if I need or somebody else needs healing, I don't have to get on the phone and call TVN and call in for a prayer line when I can just put my hands on that person and God heals them by using me. That's what I'm talking about. Watch this. Matthew 13, 54. Are you there? Okay. It says here, now this is Jesus. 
And when he was coming to his own country, he taught them in their synagogue insomuch that they were astonished. And they said, where has this man, this what class? This wisdom. And these mighty words. The word wisdom there is that same word of wisdom. In other words, when you get word of wisdom, it will astonish people. Because you will know stuff that you're not supposed to know. They will wonder, how did you know that? And you'll be like, the Lord told me. Amen. Here's what a good example of a word of wisdom that the Lord gave me. When we were, you know, trying to buy land and I started out with a, a, a commercial broker who was pretty green behind the ears. But I was green too as a pastor. So he was young in the real estate commercial side, but, and, and, but he did a good job for me. I mean, I'd ask him to do something, he'd do it, and he'd look at it and stuff. And then finally, though, after a couple of years, there were no results. And I was praying about it and praying about it, and you know what the Lord told me to do? Just a, I mean, just a real, real drop of word of wisdom. He says, you need to fire that man. Now, how many know I didn't want to do that? I mean, it's not easy to fire somebody. And I wrestle with that thing. I wrestle with it. But see, once you get a word of wisdom from God, you need to know that that word of wisdom is going to profit you. So finally, I called a meeting. And I did it the Donald Trump style. <laughs> How many have seen the show? What, what is it called? The Apprentice. Actually, I really didn't do it like that. How many seen Cat in the Hat? Let me see your hand. Anybody? <laughs> see, when you have kids, you got to watch movies like that. Well, there's a section in the Cat in the Hat where the little boy and the little girl of the mother who was a real estate agent, uh, she, the mother was supposed to have some big event at the house. And so the, the, the boss told the lady, listen, if, if, if your kids wreck this whole thing at your house, you are fired! That's exactly what he told her. But that's what I told this guy. You're fired! No, I didn't do it like that. But he got mad at me, boy. I thought I was going to have to call security on him. He got upset. But watch this, though. Here's my point. Right after I fired him, the land that we purchased from this new broker, the land was not even up for sale. How do you get land that ain't even up for sale? But I tell you what, things started moving along. And what, what happened is this guy lacked experience. And so I had to follow the word of wisdom. And that's what God wants to do in your life. When you're, there's no situation too big that a word of wisdom cannot get you out of. Amen. Now look in, go back to 1 Corinthians very quickly. 1 Corinthians, go back to chapter 12. Let's look at the second one. We just talked about the word of wisdom. We know that it is the divine ability to receive instructions on what to do and how to do it from God's supernatural perspective. Let's look at now the word of knowledge. Word of knowledge. If you want to take notes, that's the divine ability to know things that only God would know. That's the divine ability to know things that only God would know. Now, I love this. Go to Mark chapter 11. Uh, uh, well, let's read the verse real quick. Verse 8. It says, For the one is given to, to, of the Spirit, the word of wisdom, and to another, the word of knowledge. Well, what is the word of knowledge? Let's look at now in uh, Jesus' life. Go to Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. Jesus knew things that could only be known by discerning and knowing things by the Spirit. Mark chapter 11 
And look in verse 1. Watch this. This is so powerful. Mark 11, look in verse 1. And when they came now to Jerusalem from Bethany and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, he sent forth how many disciples? Two disciples. And he said unto them, go your way into the village over against you. And as soon as you get there, you will find a coat tied where no man has ever sat. Loose him and bring him to me. And if any man say unto you, why are you doing this? Say you to them that the Lord has need of him. And straightway he will send him there. And they went in verse 4 their way and found the coat tied by the door outside in a place where two ways met. And they loosed him and certain of them that stood, they said unto them, why are you loosing the coat? And they said unto them, even as Jesus commanded, and they let them go and they brought the coat to Jesus and cast their garments on him and he sat on them. Here's my point. How did Jesus know that coat was there? Huh? He didn't physically go there. God deposited into his heart and his mind a word of knowledge. And that's what God wants to do in your life. God wants to, listen, uh, this was a prophetic word of knowledge. Uh, Derek Butts and Tamika Butts, they're, they're both out at the, uh, the thing for the kids today. But I remember we were at our prayer meeting for our church when we first started. And I got a prophetic word of knowledge from, from them. I looked at, they had been trying to have a baby for two and a half, almost three years. No, no, you know, it wasn't working. And all of a sudden, God drops in a prophetic word of knowledge on me. And he says, tell them they're going to get pregnant and have the baby in the same year. Now, how many know you better be on target when you say something like that? Because it takes nine months to get the baby ready to get out. Now, it was about January when this happened. So that means God had between January and December to make that happen. But see, once God says something, you can take it to the bank. And God wants to give you all in this room some words of knowledge so you can govern your life and also be a blessing to other people. Because you know what happened? A couple of months later, guess what happened? Boops, there it is. She conceived, and watch this now, the date of birth was actually January of 2000, uh, whatever it was. Uh, it was in January of the next year. I was like, oh, Lord, now, now we, at least we got the first part right, but you got to do this thing now. And guess what? The baby came early, ended up being born in December. In other words... You can count on words of wisdom from God. I remember one time I was preaching and then at the end of service, there was a, a, a God just dropped this word of knowledge that there was a there was a member who was fretting about going to court. I mean, they were just worried. They were trying to figure out what am I going to say? What am I going to say? What am I going to say? And God just spoke to me and told, told me to tell them. God says, if you're going to court this week, he said, don't worry about what you're going to say. He's going to give you what to say. It's going to work out. Don't fret over it. Well, nobody raised their hand, so I was like, well, I guess I missed God on that one. But then I got a call that week at the end saying, Pastor, I was the one, and I didn't even have to say nothing. They came in, the case got dismissed, and I was able to just walk out, so I didn't even have to worry about what I was going to say. <laughs> in other words, they were worrying over nothing. 
And God wants to give you some words of knowledge. And it's going to happen right in this room right here. See, let's look at one more. Go, go. In 1 Corinthians 12, one of them was prophecy. Do y'all remember reading that one? Can I give you this one and then we can go home? Can I give you this one? Okay. What is prophecy? It's the divine ability to proclaim a future event or activity before it takes place. I'm going to say it again. Prophecy is the divine ability to proclaim a future event or activity before it takes place. Let me help you understand something. Don't mix up being a prophet with being able to prophesy. Everybody, remember now, that's one of my gifts in the box. Remember, the gift is the Holy Spirit. The manifestations are with the Holy Spirit. So when I get saved and the Holy Spirit comes inside of me, he brings along with him nine manifestations. And one of them is, come on class, it's prophecy. And everybody in here has the ability to prophesy. And see, here's the thing. Now, this is the danger part of it. See, some people, okay, go to Luke very quickly. Go to Luke chapter 5. Let me show you something. Uh, you know what? I'm going to tell you what it is. Uh, don't, don't turn there. Don't turn there. I'll, I'll pick up where I left off next week. Let me, let me show you something about prophesying. You don't have to be saved all your life to learn how to prophesy. The Bible says in the book of Acts, those people, they got filled with the Holy Spirit and they start prophesying right there. And prophesying is just being able to say what God wants you to say at that moment for that situation. And you say, well, pastor, I don't know about doing it. It just takes practice. See, when I'm talking about being sensitive to the Holy Spirit for success, I'm talking about now developing a relationship with the Holy Spirit. So you're not scared to say what he's telling you to say. Because, see, God wants to use some of y'all in your workplace to minister to people. But if you're scared because you don't know if this is really God talking to you, you just need to spend some time to learn his voice. And let me tell you this. When you learn how to prophesy, and this is what happens. See, when you start teaching like this, guess what happens? These manifestations are going to start showing up. One of them showed up last week. One of the members came up to me and God started speaking. When I got on the stage, remember last week when I got on the stage and I was, you know, telling everybody? Well, God started speaking to this person. And, and, and all prophecy should be judged. Say judged. And so they wrote it down and gave it to me after service. And I said, I need you to email me this because I'm going to read it to everybody so they can see that the manifestation of prophecy rose up in the service last week and I want them to know what God was saying to not just me, but to them. So are you all ready for this prophetic word? This is what it says. Pastor, when you walked on the stage yesterday, it says today because she gave it to me last week. When you walked on the stage today to minister to the people who were receiving the Holy Spirit, this is what the Holy Spirit spoke to me. You will, recre- you will create and publish a financial model for churches. I thought that was interesting. Listen to what else it said. You will walk in an apostle's anointing through the gift of administration. A lot of churches will be birthed through word of truth. I already know that. It's already been prophesied to me, and this person didn't even know it. Then on top of that, we've already helped birth another church already. So that's, that's, that's true right there. Then watch this. You will begin to receive recognition, notoriety, and requests to appear on television through different ministries. 
It's already started happening. Now, I started fighting it because I didn't want to do that. But, you, you know, you can't fight what God wants you to do because you don't know what's in it for you. Then you got to look beyond you and look at, okay, who needs to hear what I need to say? Watch this. Here's, here's where we come in at. The new building will be paid off in full. Watch this now. There may be some skepticism about how the ministry is accomplishing everything, but God will back us up. In other words, people are trying to figure out now, how are they doing that stuff? We just bought a million dollars worth of property off of 360, and our church just turned four years old. They can't figure that out. You know what they call us? The young boy church. That's what they call us. Praise the Lord. Listen to what else it says. The current building will be expanded to include a life center. Man, I got this vision of a life center that does some of everything. I, re- I, I want to have a life center. I want to have a recreation center where we got three levels of stuff going on. We may have skating on the bottom floor. We may have inside soccer on the second floor. And then I want to have a basketball court with a, a track around it on the third floor. I, I want to be able to have a, a complex that when you come to church, if you want to eat at the church, before, you know, without going, you can. If you want to stay after church and watch the movies and eat while you're at the movie, you can do it right here at the church. Wouldn't that be nice? I mean, some good clean movies. And then if it got a cuss word in it or so, we just beep it out. Beep. <laughs> then it says, this life center... And this is a passion of mine right here. They, they couldn't have known this. Will include adult education and entrepreneur business model where classes will be offered by the ministry on how to set up and run your businesses. Man. Listen, let me show you what's in it for you and then I'm going to stop. Here's what's in it for you. God would not want us to set up a model like that unless you are a future business owner. Now, I'm going to bring some of these giftings in this church so y'all can see them flowing. I'm talking, I had a man who never met me. I ain't never met this man. He met my friend, and the, my friend was talking to him about me, and the man says, I need to talk to Pastor Evan, and God told me to tell him something. And he called, well, I called him, and I, I was getting ready to just update him on our church. He wouldn't even let me do it. He said, let me just tell you what God wants, wants me to tell you right now. And, and some of it had the same thing to do with what, what this person just said. But I want you to see that your part in it, uh, one of our members that I'm meeting with this week, I believe he has a billion-dollar idea. I be, I, I, he said it was me, and I think it's a billion-dollar idea myself. And I believe God's going to use him to get that billion dollars. And guess what? God wants to use you and your passion and your desire. And I believe if you will dream big enough that it's bigger than just you, God will help you with the people to make it happen. Some of us, we dream too small. We're stuck in the box. We're stuck with, I don't know how God's going to do that. Well, that's just the way it is. I didn't know how God God was going to do what he's doing now, but he's doing it. So our job is not to analyze how God's going to do it. Our job is to trust God to do it. So this week, I want you to be sensitive, even if you don't speak in tongues, because you don't have to speak in tongues to prophesy. Right, right. Now you have to speak in tongues to, to interpret, you know, speak in tongues then to interpret, which equals prophecy. 
But you don't have to. I want you to start being sensitive, saying, wake up in the morning and say, Lord, whatever you want to use me today to do, I'm open. Whatever you want to talk to me about, I'm open. Whatever you want to say to other people through me, I'm open. And until you reach that point, God can't speak to you like he wants to because you're going to keep it to yourself. And all you got to do is test it. Let me show you how to test it and then we'll stop. You test it by going up to people and just say, you know what? I was thinking about you last night. And they're going to say, you were? And you just tell them what you was thinking. And if they go, oh, my God, how did you know that? Then you know it's God. Don't walk up to them and say, I think God told me to tell you something. Don't do that. Because you might flunk when you do that. What you're going to do is just you're going to slowly. Because, see, I'm going to tell you something. God's going to start talking to you. That's why, man, heaven can't get away with nothing. You remember that mother wit? You know how you couldn't get away with nothing because your mother knew? That was a word of knowledge working up in there. Amen. So when you leave today, I want you to go. Bow your heads with me right now. Father, whatever way this word applies to each person here, here's a question I want you to ask yourself. Lord, what do you want me to do with what I heard? Now, I want you to pray this prayer of release for me and with me. I want you to pray this prayer because what it's going to do is it's going to release God to use you in these level of manifestations. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I know you're real. I believe in your power. I'm sensitive to your spirit. Lord, from this day on, use me to be a blessing to other people, to your kingdom, and to myself. I know your spirit is designed to reveal things to me that I don't know of. Lord, reveal that husband, reveal that wife, reveal that business, reveal that opportunity, reveal that job. Reveal that wisdom. Reveal the word of knowledge. Reveal everything that I need so that I can be a success for your kingdom. Now, Father, I thank you for those who are here this morning. I pray that the Spirit of God will just move. Hallelujah. It's being released right now. Thank you, Lord.